Today's daf is Bavakama daf Memvav, and we are seven lines from the bottom of daf Memhei Omidbeis Omerav Ada Bar Ahava. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael and Asuna Batzar of Ashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schos before Shalema for Ephraim Zalman Ben Rifka. So, at the end of the previous daf. We learned the last Mishnah, Perek Shor Shenogach Talad which mentioned one of the crucial Machloikisin here in Meseches Bavakama, Machloikis Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, the Mishnah we saw. There's also a Shitas Rabbeliezer. The Gemara quoted a Brisa, which added a fourth Shita, the Shita of Rabbeliezer and Yaakov, and that is how much does a person have to watch his Shor? Meaning, is it enough that a person do a quote-unquote shmira p'chusa, or is it incumbent upon the owner of the shar to do a shmira mu'ula? Rameir sheet in the Mishnah is, echatam echad mu'id, a person has a responsibility to do a shmira mu'ula, meaning a proper shmira. And if he did a shmira p'chusa, and then the shar was mazik, the Allah is, he would be chayim. Rabbi Huda said that, True, for a short time, you have to do a shmira mu'ula, but counterintuitively, for a shor ha muid, a shmira p'chusa would be enough. Rabbi shita in the Mishnah was, as it relates to a shor ha muid, even a shmira mu'ula is not enough. Meaning, if one owns a shor ha muid and he would do a shmira mu'ula and then the shor would be mazik, the Allah is you'd still be chayt because ain loy shmira elasaket. You want to watch your shor ha muid, kill it. If it's alive, by definition, it's not watched, and as a result, you're going to be responsible for any damages that take place. And finally, the sheet of Rabbi Leezab and Yaakov that was mentioned, the b'risa was that regardless of whether the shor is a tam or the shor is a muid, all one would have to do is a shmira p'chusa. So according to our mayor, you always have to do a shmira ma'ula. The opposite extreme is Rabbi Yezib and Yaakov that says you always only have to do a shmira p'chusa. Rabbi Yehuda says it depends if it's a tam or a mu'ud. For a tam, you have to do more shmira. Shmira ma'ula for a mu'ud, all you have to do is a shmira p'chusa. Rabbi Yezib says as it relates to mu'ud, even a shmira ma'ula is not enough. Ein loy shmira elosakim. The Gemara began to discuss the time of the crop, meaning what is the source underlying all these different shitas. The Gemara said, as it relates to Rameir, that says, Seifer Sharatan and Seifer Sharamud, you have to do a shmir ma'ula. It's because Rameir holds stam shvarim la becheska shimurkaim. People ordinarily allow their shvarim to roam free. As a result, we assume that if a person owns a shar, probably he's not watching it. When the Torah said that if your shar damages your chayv, what essentially the Torah was telling you was, you have to watch it. When the Torah said a second time, by the Shor HaMu'ud, V'loyish Merenu, what the Torah is saying is that you have to watch it even more than that. In other words, not enough to do a little bit of a Shmir, a Shmir Pchusa, but you even have to do a Shmir Mu'ud. Now the Torah only mentioned the Shmir Mu'ud, V'loyish Merenu, by the Shor HaMu'ud, but we have a Gzeir Shavu that combines the halachas of the Shor Tam and the halachas of the Shor Amud, and as a result, if a Shor Amud requires a Shmir Ma'ula, so too the Shor Tam is also going to require a Shmir Ma'ula. Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara said, holds, Stam Shvarim Becheskas Shimurkani. People did not allow their oxen to just roam free. As a result, when the Torah says that if your shar damages your chayev, the assumption is that you're watching it the way people used to watch it, was, which was shmira p'chusa, and afal piken you're going to be chayev. In other words, you have to do a shmira mu'ula. When the Torah then said regarding the shara mu'ud v'loyish mirenu, the Torah tzimtzveitin mal was telling me you have to do a shmira mu'ula. Now you can't do better than a shmira mu'ula. So if the Torah tells me twice you have to do a shmira mu'ula, it's a riboy achar riboy, which is lamai, which teaches me that the shara mu'ud only requires a shmira p'chusa. Now, although there is that combines the parsha of Tam and Mu'ud, but Rabbi Yehuda holds that when the Torah said, nu, so there's a Mi'ud telling me that only regarding the Shara Mu'ud, where it says, Mefurish, Shmira Pchusa, is there a din Shmira Pchusa? Shar Tam is going to have Shmira Bula, and that's how Rabbi Yehuda comes up with his counterintuitive, Keneged Haseichel Chito, which is, Shara Mu'ud, Shmira Pchusa is enough, Shara Tam, you have to do it Shmira Mula. Rabbi Yehuda ben Yaakov agrees with the Shtikl Torah of Rabbi Yehuda, that stam shvarim are beches kashim, or thus when it says, v'loyish merenu, it's a riboy, achar riboy lemai, to teach mishar amuet shmira pchusa. He also holds up the gzei reshava, that combines shar tam and shar muet. He doesn't hold up the miet v'loyish merenu. So if the Torah says that a shar hamuet, it's 
maspik to do a shmir abchusa, so too a shartam will also be enough if all you do is a shmir abchusa. That is the recap of the latter part of yesterday's daf. We now are going to conclude the sugya and conclude this parak. Amr said, like Potter Although Rabbi Yehuda holds that a shor hamuid, all you have to do is a shmir pchusa, which means that if a person has a shor hamuid and he watches it, shmir pchusa, meaning he does a decent job watching it, and then it goes and his mazik talach is, you're going to be Potter. That's only true as it relates to the tzad hada. Avot tzad tamus, as it relates to the tzad tamus, meaning the first for that, you're going to be chayv. And this is a shita that at this point we're familiar with, which states that every shar hamuit, the way we view it is as it's a shar tam, however, also a shar hamuit. In other words, when a muid pays nezek shalem, the chatsi nezek that it's paying, we view as the chatsi nezek that he was paying Mitzad the Tamush Shabai, plus an additional Chatzin Nezek that he's paying Mitzad the Muad Shabai. And there's a lot of Nafgaminas of this. The Nafgamina for today is that being that a Shar Tam, according to Rabbi Yehuda, requires Shmir Ma'ula, only a Shar Amud, it's enough for a Shmir Abchusa. So if a person would watch a Shmir Abchusa and then the Shar Amud would be Mazik, it's true for the Tzad Hadah, the Chatzin Nezek, which was Nishadish because the Shar is a Shar Amud, it would be Potter. But versus Negeya, the first Chatzin Nezek, that is Chayev Mitzad the Tamashavai, being that for that a Shmir Abchusa is not enough. Rabbi Yehuda holds Tam requires Shmir Amula. So that Chatzin Nezek you would be Chayev for. Amar Rav, Rav said, Mood Lekeren Yamin. So this is interesting. If a person has a shar, the shar is a shar amud. However, it's a shar amud tishtois with its right horn. But it's not a shar amud tishtois with its left horn. So this shar has already established itself three times as a shtoiser. But every single time he did it with its right horn. He never did it with its left. Rashi, when he explains the Gemara, throws in the Derech Agav that it's fair to assume that the amin of the shar is the stronger karen. But regardless, this shar is a mud the karen yamin, but a nevish toys with the karen small. Says Rava, what's the halacha? When it shtoises with its karen yamin, he's going to be chayv nezek shalim. If he shtoises with his karen small, with his left horn, then he's only going to be chayv chatzi nezek. Sounds like a chiddush. Rashi says this is pasha. It's so pasha, it can't even be that this is what Rav is coming to tell me. Because by Bavakam and Memhe, you're supposed to know that it's not even a question in the world, that if the shar always stoices with its right horn, so on the left horn, it's going to be a shar time. Now, why is it so passionate? So Rashi says, because we learned the Mishnah already, on Daflam et Zayed where the Mishnah said, that if you have a shar that's mu'ad l'minoi, so you see that when you define a shar as being a shar amurid, we go into the nuance and we try figuring out. It's a mood, I understand, but only in specific situations. For example, the shar that's a mood on Shabbos and not during the week. So he's only a mood for Shabbos. Mood l'shoifres. That's Pashit that if he's only a mood to shtois with his right horn, he's not going to be a mood to shtois with his left horn. If that's the case, says Rashi, what was Rav coming to teach me? He obviously was telling me a chiddush. He wasn't just giving me a, a halacha that comes about from a sugi on Daflamet Zayin, which is a Mishnah and Bryce's that we already know. Must be what he was saying was that the chi of Shmira of the Karen Yamin is going to be different than the Karen of Shmir of the Karen Smart. Meaning, being that this animal is a mu with only the Karen Yamin, but not the Karen Smart, so it requires you to watch the right horn more than it does the left horn. Interesting concept. But that must be the Kiddush. If that is the case, says the Gemara, Amri the Bnei Yeshiva said, I'll leave it to mine. When Rab said this, according to which time was he saying it? I'll leave it to Rameir. Was it going according to Rameir? Rameir holds, that doesn't matter if your shar is a shar tam, it's a shar amud, you always have to do a shmir mula. So even though this animal has two horns, for one it's a mud and the other one it's a tam, but it doesn't impact the chi of shmir. Because in Rameir's world, you have to watch a shar amud the same way you watch a shar tam. So you would have to watch both horns the same anyways. Yeah, leave it to Rabbi Yehuda. And if Rav was going according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that there is a difference in Chiyav Shmira between a Tam and a Mood. So that makes sense. For the right horn, which is the more dangerous horn, again, counterintuitively, you have to do a little Shmira. For the left horn, which is the less dangerous horn, that you have to do a Shmira Mula. But if that's the case, my area, Karen, smile. I feel it be a min nami. 
the Gemara, why did Rav say that the Chi of Shemira is different for the right horn than it is for the left horn? He could have said that even in the right horn itself, there is a difference in how much you have to watch it with regards to half of the Nezek versus the other half of the Nezek. Why? Because as it relates to even the right horn, Isbeit Tzatamos, the Isbeit Tzatamos, there's the Chelek Tam and there's the Chelek Mu'at, like Rav Adam Rehavet just said. And for the Chelek of Tam, you have to do a Shmir Mu'at. It's only for the Chelek of Mu'at that you have to do a Shmir of Chusot. So why then did Rav say that the Chiv Shmir of the two horns is different? He could have said, in the right horn, you have to watch a certain level for half of the damage and another level for the other half of the damage. Amri said the Bnei Yeshiva, you have to say that really Rav was going according to Rav Yehuda and that's why the Chi of Shmir is different for the right horn than it is for the left horn I in the right horn itself could he not have distinguished between the two Chatzin says the Gemara he couldn't have and the reason is because he does not hold like Rav Adabarahava said a Chiddush that according to Rav Yehuda so within every Nezek Sholem you have to break it down to the two chatzin Essex. Rab doesn't hold that way. I mean, the Rab doesn't hold that way. Therefore, he didn't say it. It's a good reason not to say it. In fact, the Gemara says, Vahachi Kama. Rav doesn't not only not hold of Rabada Barahava, but when he said his comment, he was lehed yakomi lafuke Rabada Barahava. In fact, what he said was as follows: Ki hai gav What Rav was trying to say was that if you want to find the shard, where the shard itself can be divided and bifurcated to a tzad, tam, a tzad, muad. This is the way you can find it. One horn is a muad, the other horn is a tam. Avu muad, legamri, le mishkach But if you have a shar, where the whole shar is a shar, a muad, it'll never be possible, tzad, tam, In other words, Rav doesn't just not hold the Rabada Barahava. His whole mitzvah is here, l'shem yichud, to be not like Ravada Barahava, that the only way you could ever be mechalak, tam and mood within a shah, if he was a mood to only do it with one horn. If, however, he was a mood to do it in however way, in that case, he's going to be a full-fledged mood, and you're not going to say, tzad tamus bim either way. So we have the source for Shittas Rameyer, Shittas Rab Yehuda, and Shittas Rab Liezeb and Yaakov that was mentioned in the Braisa, the Last shita is the shita of Rabbi Eliezer, who was mentioned in the Mishnah as saying that as it relates to a shara muad, in Shmir Unless you kill it, you're going to be responsible for anything that it does. And you can tell me I did Shmir Mulus from today till tomorrow. If this shara is a shara muad, the only way to watch it is literally with a knife. Says the Gemara, my Rabbi, Rabbi said, my time to Rabbi Eliezer. What's Rabbi Eliezer? It's based on the Pasuk that says, Veloy Yishmirenu. And the way Rabbi Eliezer. Darshin Veloyishmirenu is Shuv The way the Mafarshim explained this is Veloyishmirenu is like a Lashat Asid. Right? Veloyishmirenu, you will not watch it. As if to say, you cannot watch it. There's nothing you will be able to do once the Shoir is a Shoir Amud. Right? The context is, At that point, you can't watch it. Meaning, kill it. Otherwise, you're going to be responsible for anything that happens. If you're going to teach as saying that you cannot watch it, so what about the following passage? It says, So this is talking about a man that digs a bar. You're responsible for what happens. Are you supposed to darshan that means also same that once you dig a bar, even if you cover it, it's not considered a shmira? Is that true? Maybe it is true. But we learned in the Mishnah not that way. So, if somebody digs a bar and then he covers it, and a shachamar falls in, and it So you see that even though you dug a bar, you have a right to cover the bar. It's considered a legitimate kisoi. Should be like Veloyashmirano, which means Shuv Ain Loishmira. So why don't we say Shuv Ain Loikiso? El Amr Abaya. So because of this Kasha, Abaya said you have to say Taimid Rabbiazar is not the dicto kaloshan of Veloyashmirano. Rather, Hainu Taimid Rabbiazar Kitatan, based on the following price. How do you know that a person is not supposed to raise a dangerous, bad dog in his house. And a person shouldn't have a ladder, which is ra'ua, it's a little bit shaky, so that if somebody walks up and down the ladder, he may fall and hurt himself. Because it says in the Torah, and this is in the parish of Makkah, So, being that you find that the Torah said, from there, 
we learn similarly that a person cannot have a shar hamuid in his rishos. Meaning, if you can't have a kelav rabba teich and you can't have a sulam ra'ua b'teich you also can't have a shar hamuid. And if you can't have a shar hamuid, and that's something that's aser, then if you have a shar hamuid, even if you watch it, still you're going to be responsible for anything that happens. Now the truth is, the Gemara requires a little bit of hasbar. Because if the makar to Shittas Rabbeliezer is the Pasuk of Eloisosim Domim Vivei Secha, then that in and of itself should be enough. Now, from the Gemara itself, maybe that is enough. But if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that even Abaya, who said that the Makar of Rabbeliezer is Eloisosim Domim Vivei Secha, he was working with the Rabbah who said that the Makar is really Veloyish Mereno. So if it's Veloy Sosim Domin Vivesecha, then why do you need Veloy Shmerenos? So again, from the Gemara itself, Elam Rabbaya, I have a new Makar, but Rashi doesn't learn that way. Rashi says that Veloy Shmerenos is going to be the Makar still, even according to Abaya. Now, if it's Veloy Sosim Domin Vivesecha, then Mehechetesi, and why do you need Veloy Shmerenos? So Pashib Shad is because Veloy Sosim Domin Vivesecha just teaches me that there's an Isser. You're not allowed to have this shot. Okay, I'm not allowed to have it, the Seder. So. Give me Malchus. I don't know. But I, I had it and I watched it. Why should I be responsible when it comes to Baba Kama? The Teretz is because it says Lo Yishmeren. And Lo Yishmeren who says Shuvein Lo Yishmira. What was the Kasha? Just like you're darshaning Lo Yishmeren who Shuvein Lo Yishmira, why don't you darshan Lo Yishasen who Shuvein Lo Yishasen? The answer is that which is an Isser, is a Giloy to this idea of you can't have something like this. So if that's the case, if the Torah was Megalod as an Isser, so now it's Mestabra to say that Veloyish Merenu is telling me that if you violate this Isser, even if you did a Shmira, I'm letting you know you're going to be Chayat. But being that Veloyish Hasenu, if a person would cover a bar, he's not doing anything wrong. So if he's not doing anything wrong, so therefore it's not Mestabra to teach Veloyish Hasenu that even if you cover it, you're still going to be Chayat. In other words, Rabbi said, my time at the Rabbi Yaz of Veloyish Abaya had a kasha. The kasha was, then why don't you say the same thing by Veloyich Hasenu? The teretz is, really it's rooted in Veloyich Hasenu and Again, Poshim Shah, Gemara Rashi. The way the Gemara Abaya ultimately explained Rabbi Yezer is that Lo'olam, the Rebbe, Rabbi was right. It's working with Veloyich Merenu. But the reason he darshan Veloyich Merenu and he didn't darshan Veloyich Hasenu is because Veloyich Merenu has already a makar to darshan it this way. Where's the makar Veloyich Hasenu and Veloyich as opposed to Veloyich Hasenu doesn't. And on that note, Hadrin Halach Shor Shenogach Arba V'chamisha. So the next parak, which is very much Mi'inyin Le'inyin Ba'isa Inyin that's the same name. Both Prokham are called Shar Shenogach, Shar Shenogach Dal Behe, Shar Shenogach Hesapara, but we go from one Shar Dechtois to another Shar Dechtois. And this first daf here in Perak Shar Shenogach Hesapara is a daf that's Oimeid Berumoy Shal Oilom Mamnish. Every now and again you learn a daf that you have to put an asterisk next to. In this case, it's for the Lundus that comes out of the daf. And this is a classic example of Hashtag we do what we do because we're going to learn this stuff, Ezra Hashem, in a half hour or so in Yeshiva. This is a fool's man, this stuff, literally. But in a way, obviously, there's a lot more to do, but no, we have to do what we do. So the shar is the male and the para is the female. And then after shar was nagach the para, they found that there was an ubra, there was a fetus. That was on the side of the para. In other words, the para had miscarried. However, the Indian duo was not clear. <laughs> Meaning, when did the para miscarry this over? Did it happen before the shar was nagach? In which case, it has nothing to do with the shar. Or maybe it happened as a result of the shar shenagach. In which case, the balashar, who's going to be responsible for being nagach, is not only responsible for the damage that incurred to the para, but also for the uber of the para. So what's the halacha? Meshalem chatzin nezek para. Assuming this shar is a shar tam. You pay chatzin nezek for the para, like a regular shar tam that pays chatzin nezek, for revia nezek levlat. And you pay a revia nezek for the vlad. Why revia nezek for the vlad? The Gemara is going to say. Because being that it's a suffix, whether or not the shar caused the damage of the vlad. So at most, you would be chayif to pay half. Because misafik, all you pay is half. 
being that this shar is the shar time, so anyways, all it would pay is half. So really what you're paying is half of a half. That's easy math. You end up paying a quarter of a chain. The same is true for a parah, If you have a parah that shtois the shar, this was in the reverse, v'nimtza v'lada betzida, and there was a vlad next to the parah that shtois the shar, v'en yodua, what's the shayla? In anshaloi nagchayalda, in mishanagchayalda. We're not sure if the parah gave birth to the vlad before it shtois or after the shtois. In other words, there was a parah that shtois the shar, counterintuitively. And when you come to this scene of where this homicide took place, so they found a para, a guilty para, they found the shar that's lying dead, and there's a little baby. The baby's alive. There was a little baby on the side. The question was, was the baby complicit? Was it involved? Or was it not involved? What's the nafkimina? So we'll see in the Gemara. Either way, but there was a suffix. So what's the The nizik is going to be able to take chatzin nizik from the para, or nizik and only a quarter of the nizik from the vlad. Chatzin nizik from the para. The para is a short tam. It's a para tama that was mazik. You have to pay chatzin nizik. As it relates to the vlad, it's a suffix whether or not it was involved. So at most, you'd be entitled to chatzin nizik, and being that it's a Tom, and Tom anyways gets half, so therefore it's a half of a half, it ends up being a Revia. Either way. Resha first, Seifa, if we have time today, if not, Beis Hashem tomorrow. So, what was the Resha? Shar, Shinnaga, Chasaparo, Vinimtsa, Ubra, Betzida. So, a Shar, Shtoisapara. And we found an Ubra, dead, lying on the side of this para. That's dead. The in Yodua, and we don't know, in Anshalai Nakhayalda, in Misha Nakhayalda, meaning did the Shar cause the damage to the Uber or not? So what's Talach? In Misha and Chatzin Nezek Lepara, you pay Chatzin Nezek for the para, a regular Shar time that always pays Chatzin Nezek, Revia Nezek Levat, and you pay a Revia Nezek Levat. We said, what's the reason? Because being that it's a suffix whether or not the Shar damaged the Vlad, and at most, you would anyways pay half of whatever the damage was. So, Machmas the Suffolk, you're only going to pay half, and it's half of a half, and therefore you end up paying a quarter. It sounds like from this Mishnah that if you have a Suffolk moment, what's the halacha? Half, right? That's what it sounds like. Because how do we come up with the methodology of Revianezak Levla? It's based on the fact that it's a Suffolk if the Sharshtois Levla. So therefore, maximum, you're achroi for half. And being that it's a short time, you only have to pay half of what you're achroi for anyways. So therefore, you end up paying a quarter. But it sounds like when there's a suffolk moment, right? This is a classic suffolk moment. Is the balashar chayiv for the damage that happened to the vlad or is the balashar not chayiv? So what you do is you end up just splitting the baby, shtickle pun here and half, right? That's what it sounds like. And therefore, in this case, you're only going to pay a revia. Says the Gemara, I'm Rabbi Yehuda Mashmuel, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, that this, that it's Mavur in the Mishnah, that when you have a Suffolk moment, what's Talacha? Absolutely, this is the opinion of Sumchis, the Amar who holds Mamin Hamutl Besafik Chalkin. Sumchis holds that when there's a Mamin Hamutl Besafik, when we have a Suffolk moment, we don't know what to do with it, so each person ends up with half. This is the rule. Meaning, according to the Chachamim that hold, what's the Lachi going to be? That as it relates to the Parah, you're going to have to pay Chatzinezek. But as it relates to the Vlad, you're going to pay Zilch. Why? Because this person that's trying to get money from you, he's the Moitzim Echaveri Olveraya. So if you can prove it, say that I'm going to pay you. But if you can't prove it, I'm not going to be Chayef. To give you anything, says the Gemara. Why did the Chachamim have to get so dramatic? Why was that necessary? The Gemara says, "It's I'll tell you why. Because the Chachamim wanted to bring out a point. They wanted to say that I hold a even if the Nizik, let's say in our case, the Nizik, the owner of the par, is saying Bari. I know for sure. I'm telling you, I know for sure that your shar." killed my Uber, and the Mazda, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't there. So I don't know what happened. Even then, even when there's a Bari Veshema, still Hamoitze Mechaveri Olivarai. Still it's going to be Hamoitze Mechaveri Olivarai. So had the Chachamim simply said Hamoitze Mechaveri Olivarai, you would have thought, maybe only in certain situations. So they wanted to emphasize the point with an exclamation mark. Even if the Nizik, the Toiveya, the Moitzim Mechaver is a Bari, and the Nitva, the Muchzik, is a Shema, and you could have thought, maybe Bari Veshema, Bari Adif, Kamash Molon, 
that if one person is a muhsik in money, you can't be moitzi mamun with a bari. A moitzi may have very other inami. Another reason may be why the Chachamim said Zakhlog. If somebody sells a shar to his friend, and it turned out that this shar was a shar nachon. So there are two people, they're in the shuk. Very basic transaction. One person has a shar, the other person wants a shar. He sells it to him. He takes the shar home and he finds out that this shar is a nachon. Comes running back to the moicher and he says, "I didn't know I was buying a nachin." Rav Amar Rav says, "There is a mekachtois. It's a mekachtois. You could unwind the transaction." V'shmul Amar Shmuel says, "Yochel sheyoy maloi." The moicher can tell the lekeach. Listen, I knew my shor was a nachin, but l'shchita mechartav lacha. I thought I was selling you a shor that you wanted to eat. Meaning, I thought this was for food. So, to the extent it's for food, who cares that it's a nachin? And nachin's a problem if you plan on using the shor in the field, if it's going to socialize with other animals, and then you're going to run into Bavakama issues. But I didn't think that's what was going on. And as a result, I didn't think I did anything wrong. And Shmuel says, that's a good taina. And that's going to be okay. Now Rashi speaks out what's going to be clear as we go through these next few lines in the Gemara, that back in the day, you had to be there, but most people that bought Shvarim, they bought Shvarim Liradia. They bought Shvarim to use in the field. So really what Shmuel is saying is a very big Kiddush, that the Moichet could say that even though I know most people when they buy a shard, they don't buy it L'shchita, right? You get good usage out of it. You know, when it has a certain amount of miles, so then you shecht it and you get dinner for a month. But up until that point, you might as well use it. Get everything you could possibly get out of it. But the point is, is that Shmuel saying a chiddish, that even though usually when people buy a shard, that's what they buy it for, he still has a kayachatayna, he could say L'shchita machatam. So the Gemara says like this, I might, I don't understand. Why are we even having this machloikas? Machloikas rab and Shmuel. Shoyin emo a machloikas rab and Shmuel. By the way, this is in the conversation, as we'll see, as maybe the most famous one, like is Ram and Shmuel, and there are a few famous ones. But either way, so the Gemara says, I don't even know why, why we're getting so worked up. The Nechsi, why don't we do a little bit of due diligence? Right? Why don't we find out who this person was? If this is a person that bought usually Liradia, that's probably why he was buying, then it should be a Mekach Tois. And this, if this is a person that bought Lenechsasa, that's an interesting word, Rashi says, Le shchita, right? Kois sometimes means shchita. So maybe this person bought it le shchita. So we'll know based on what his tendencies are. So the Gemara says you have to say le tzricha begavid azavim This is a big soicher. He buys le radia. He buys le shchita. So it's impossible to figure out. So the Gemara says another way maybe to determine this. You would assume a shor that's able to be used in the field is worth more money than one that you have no choice but to shech. So if that's the case, why don't we look at how much money he paid, and based on that, we should be able to figure it out. So the Gemara says again, It's talking about, we know it was the same amount of money. They're saying the boss was worth the same as a shah that people bought the radio, and as a result, you can't figure it out based on that either. Amri, but the Bnei Yeshiva were invited. They said, In the event that the Moicher is saying that, listen, I understand you want Mekach right? But I don't have the money. I can't return it to you. If that's the case, then Then regardless, the Loikeach should be stuck with the Shar. Why? Because what, what's the Loikeach saying? Loikeach is saying, I didn't realize this was my Shar, give me my money back. Really, the Moicher could always tell the Loikeach, I understand I owe you money, but you know what? I'm not liquid right now, so just take the Shar, which is worth, we just said, the same amount of money anyways that you gave me. So essentially, why are we having this conversation? According to Shmuel, what's going to happen? According to Shmuel, he's going to say, keep the shah. According to Rav, he's going to want the money back. He can tell him, keep the shah, because the shah has the same value as the money anyways. In fact, the Gemara says, the Amri Inchi, there's an expression. People say, If somebody owes you money and he gives you brand, take the brand. Meaning, he has a right to give it to you and you should take it, because But the bottom line is, Frank, so what's the nafkemina in shitas rav and shitas shmuel? Right, usually mekachtois and nafkemina. Maybe if the dollars and cents are off, but we're saying everything's worth the same amount of money anyways. So if he's willing to say just keep the shar, so rav says mekachtois with a whole ganskai. Keep the shar. No, so the guy had money. Rav says, I have a schus to say, I don't want the shar. 
I want my money back. You take the shar, sell it to somebody else, and get the money that way. I mean, I'm not interested in engaging in the tirch of having to sell the shar. Shmuel says you can't say mekachtai. So you want to know where the nafkamina would be. Nafkamina would be if he has, right, if he has no money, that's a moot point. But if he has money, that's what the schus is. Bottom line is, Rav says he can say mekachtai. Shmuel says he can't say mekachtai. Again, what's the case? The case is where somebody bought a shar, the nimtzo nakhe. He wasn't expecting it to be a night. He came home, and this guy's a vildechai. That's not what he thought he was buying. So the question is, could he say or can he not? Rav says, yeah, he can say Mekachtois. Shmuel says, no, the person can say, I thought I was selling it. I'm sorry, you didn't say anything to the contrary, and as a result, I'm not giving you your money back. What's the Svaras HaMachlaik? So the Gemara says, Rav, I'm not raising Mekachtois. Rav says, Mekachtois, you go, Basaroi. Veruba, the Inchi, Leradio, who does Avni. Most people, when they buy a Shar, they buy a Leradio. So being that the Lekeach has Roiv supporting him, Therefore, call it Terukuli, you go Basaroi, here to Roiv, I bought it Liradia to use in the field, it's a Nakhon, I can't use it in the field. Because it's too dangerous. As a result, mekachtois. Vishmul amishmul says yachal sheyoy meloy. He can tell him l'shchita mechartav lach. Why? V'loyaslin abaser because you don't go baseroy. Because kiyaslin abaseru. But when do you go baseroy? Bisura. That's only when it comes to sevehete. Abu b'mamoyno loyaslin abaseru. But when it comes to mamen, then you don't go baseroy. Elo hamoitzi mechaveroy all of our eyes. So Rav says mekachtois. Because he has the Rav supporting him. So, call it Terakul, this Rav. So, Rav says it's a Mekachtois. Shmuel says, by Issa you go Basarai. By Momin you don't go Basarai. This is what's known as Shita Shmuel, Ein Holchen, the Momin, Achar Harai. This is where it comes from. So Shmuel Shita is, Ein Holchen, Momin, Achar Harai. What is the din? The din is, Hamoitse Mechaveri, Oliver Rai. How do we get into this Machlaikis? Because when the Chachomim said that, they prefaced it with drama. And the Gemara said, So the first heritage of the Gemara was the reason they said because is true, even if the guy who's being mighty is a bari and the mochzik is a shema. Inami, the Gemara said another reason. Even if the person being mighty has roiv supporting him and the mochzik does not have roiv supporting him, still we're going to say that in other words, that ain't holcha mimam and it's beautiful. Why we said the lotion of Zekal Gadabadin Lirabis Ulachadish that even if you have a rife supporting you, still Hamoitsi Mechaveri Olivari. But just coming full circle. Rabbi Huda said in the name of Shmuel that the Mishnah that's Mavur, that Sharshinaga Khasapar, Venimsa over Bitsiva, Ain Yodua, Imachla Nakhayalda, Imishanakhayalda, that Allah is Mishan Khasin Ezaklapara and Revia Nezaklavad. That's according to Sumchas. Who holds when there's a mom and a mutter besafik, what do you do? Chalkin. You say yachloiku. So being that mom and a mutter besafik is yachloiku, whether or not this shar is responsible for the damage to the uber is mom and a mutter besafik. Meaning, whether the owner of the shar has to make a payment is a safik. And he, shar, anyways, is the shar time. That's why you end up paying Ravir Nezek. Because so the most you'd be responsible for is half, and you have to pay half of what you're responsible for, so therefore you end up paying the Revia. But according to the Chum, you pay nothing. You pay Chatsi Nezek for the Parah, that's easy. But as it relates to the Vlad, nothing. Why? So this was whose Chedish? It was Shmuel's Chedish. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, But according to the Chachom and Yopatah, says the Gemara Tanya Nami Hachi, this is really a mafurish of rice. So shoshana chasaparo v'nibtzo uber b'tznida v'eni yodeya im actually nachla yolda im mishenachla yolda. Mamish the case in the mishnah mishalim chazi nezek laparo uravia nezek levad. And what's the chiddush of the brayso? Divrei sumches. The brayso always talks more than the Mishnah. Added those crucial words. Divrei sumches. Zu divrei sumches. V'chachamim oimrim. The chachamim all. Hamoitze mechaveiroi all of arai. Zok to gemara. Amar Rav Shmu bar Nachmeni. Classic Ben Benoishal classic. Minayin la hamoitze mechaveiroi all of arai. How do you know that hamoitze mechaveiroi all of arai? The shenema. It's learned out from the following pasuk. The pasuk says. Now we'll see more about the context of this pasuk in the raid. But for now, is about to ascend the mountain. He's going to go to Shemayim for 40 days to be Makabal the Luchas. He turns to the Skenim, 
specifically to Aharon and Chor, and he tells them, I'm going to be away, and as a result, I'm not going to be able to judge the Yidin. So if anyone's going to have a Chosh Mishpat Shailah, or whatever it might be, they should go to you, Aharon and Chor. So he tells them, talking to the Skenim, Mi Baldvarim, if there's a Baldover, if there's someone that has a court case, he should approach them, they're going to be the Dayanim. Says the Gemara, from here we learn that Hamoitzi Mechaveroi Olavaraya. Where do you see from here that Hamoitzi Mechaveroi Olavaraya? So the Gemara says that we learn from here, Mi Baldvarim Yigashaleim Yagish Raya Eleim. That if you're a Baldover and you're coming with a Taina, you have to be, Yigash means, right, just come closer. Miloshin Yagish, deliver, present. So if you're the Baldover, you're the one that's causing this ruckus right now, you want money from somebody, make a presentation. PowerPoint, you let it be known to the Dayanim why you think you're entitled. So Yigash is Miloshin Yagish, and that's the Makar Tamoitsa Mechavei Olvarai. Maska for Ravashi, Ravashi, Astakasho, Halamali Krasvaruhu. I understand. Yeah, Posik to tell me Amoitsa Mechavei Olvarai means there would have been a Havamina the other way around. So if somebody goes over to someone and he says, You owe me money, and I say, I don't know what you're talking about. I never met you. Well, prove to me you never met me and that you don't owe me money. It makes no sense. And the Gemara says it with a muscle. The Kav Lekeva, if somebody has pain, Azalabaya. He's the one that has to go to the doctor to deal with it. So if right now you're the one that wants money, you should be the one that proves it. Ella says the Gemara, You have to say that this pastor is really coming to teach me something else. Something that Rav Nachman said in the name of Rabbi Baravu. How do you know that if somebody goes over to somebody, he's today a money. So Reuben goes over to Shimon, he says, you owe me $100. Shimon tells Reuben, it's true. Relax, I, I know. But at the same time, yeah, my mashkin. Or he says that as much as it's true that I owe you $100, but at the same time, you were toy for something that belongs to me. Meaning he has a counter argument. Says Rav Nachman in the name of Rabbi Baravu, a little bit of a chiddush. That in this situation, what we do is when niskak l'teveya First, we deal with the teveya. And if we determine that this person's right, that... Shimon really owes Reuven $100, then Shimon's going to have to write Reuven a check for $100. Afterwards, when Niskak, the Nitva, afterwards we sit down and we hear out the Nitva a little bit better, and we hear his part of the story. Right, it's a chiddush. You would think that the more reasonable way to go about it is, is one big story. So we listen to the Tevei, we listen to the Nitva, right, the, the lawsuit and the counter lawsuit, right, it seems like it's all one big sugya, and we figure it all out together, but that's not the way Halacha views this. Minayin she'en eskokin elu le'tevea first is the Tevea, and it's learned out from this pasuk. Mi bal dvarim yigash aleim, yagish dvarim aleim, that the bal comes first. So whoever is the Tevea, when niskak to him first, as opposed to Looking at all in one shot, the Gemara says, as a postscript to this Amri, Nahardoi, Nahardoi said, It's not always the way it is. Sometimes we will listen even to the Nitva first, in the event that the Nitva is really going to lose out by us doing this. So, in that instance, it's going to be different. So, what would be an example? Let's say the Nitva is for sure owes the Tevea money. Right, which it sounds like is the case. So, but he doesn't have any money. So he's going to take his nechas and he's going to have to sell it. Now he's going to have to sell it on the cheap because people are going to know he's a desperate seller, and as a result, he's not going to get top dollar for this asset that he's trying to sell. Now, if we would look at it all in one shot, he wouldn't have to sell it, and if he wouldn't have to sell it, so there's a hefsnit that maybe he wouldn't have had to have incurred. So Nardoi said that in situations like that, niskokin lenitvatchilo. There already we look at it all in one shot because we don't want this person to have to lose. But the bottom line is enechinami when it says in the Torah mi baldvarim yigashaleim. What we learn from there is not Hamoitzi Mechaveri Olavaraya, but rather what we learn from Mi Baldvarim Yigashalem is a different halacha, and that is She'ein Neskokin Elo And we are going to come up for breath, exhale. We're going to stop here. So, as it relates to raid, and today's raid is really going to be made up of two parts. We'll do part one today, and Be'ezer Hashem, we're going to do part two tomorrow. So, today's daf is from the more Lumbish Adafin and Shas. And there's a lot here stating that, as it relates to raid, I thought maybe it's good to speak about something a little lighter, related, albeit very much to the daf. And that is, so what is the makar to Hamoitzi Mechaveroi Olaveraya? So the Gemara initially brought a Pasik, and then the Gemara immediately countered by saying, 
Lomeli Krasvar. What was the Pasuk that the Gemara brought? So it's a Pasuk in the end of Parashat Mishpatim. The context is, after Maimed Harsinai, the Yidin received the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu now is going to ascend the mountain, he's going to go to Shamayim, 40 days, Lechem Le'achalti, Mayim Le'ashosisi, and he's going to come down with the Luchas. Before he goes, so he gives some parting instructions to the Skenim. I want you to hold court, make sure everything is in order until I come back. And then he told them, Aharon and Chor are going to remain with you. If there's any person that has a, a court case, if there's anything going on, they should present the court case to you. I'm not here. Ordinarily, this is something, Parshat Yisrael fame, that I would have taken care of. But being that I'm not going to be here right now, so mi bal dvarim And the Gemara said, from those words, mi bal dvarim we learn, ha-moitzim mechaveri olavarai. Then the Gemara said that we don't learn really ha-moitzim mechaveri olavarai, because that's so passionate, that's something that we know misvara, but rather what we learn from the Eriz, she'en neskokin el We didn't speak it out now, but we've spoken out so many times over the years, the Pnei Yeshua, who says that even Makar and the Pasik of Mi Balvarm Yigashalayim is true, not just for the halacha of Ain Niskokin Elitila, but also for the halacha of Amitzimekhabe Alvaraya, but Ain Khan Mikoimar. In Khsam Soifer Allah Torah, it's in Parshas Yisroy, Perikudhas Pasuk Tezain. He says a Dover Nifla. The Gemara Betrila Sasugya said that this Pasik of Mi Baldvarim Yigash is the Makar to Hamoitzi Mechaveri Olvarai. So he says, why was it Dafke here that Chazal were Megala to us this Indian? Until now, we can live without knowing Hamoitzi Mechaveri Olvarai. But it's right here. Before Moshe Rabbeinu is going away for 40 days, he turns to Haran and Chor and he says, you're going to be the Dayanim right now. Incidentally, the Hafla and Panam Yafis Al Atar, he asks a bomb Kasha. The Allah is that. Edom can't be craven. Talacha also is that Dayanim can't be craven. He asks, how were Aharon and Chur allowed to be Dayanim on the same Bezdin? Chur was Aharon's nephew. Chur was Betzalel's Zayda, Betzalel ben Chur, ben Uri ben Chur, right? And was Miriam's son. So this is an uncle and a nephew. If it's an uncle and a nephew, how are they even allowed to be on the same basis? But that's what's going on in this passage. He's saying, I'm not going to be here, and as a result, you're going to preside right now over the DNA Torah. And it's here that he says, When he used to dan, he would dan by himself. And he would die even if there were no Adam and there were no Rais. Al pi ruach hakodesh v'she'elas pi Hashem, and he used to do so. Al pi ruach hakodesh, and it's for that reason by Moshe Rabbeinu there was no such thing as hamoitzer mechaveri olvaraya. A case would be presented. It would be a shosh and agach sapara. The nimtza ubra b'tzida. Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly what happened. He knew it al pi ruach hakodesh, and because he knew it al pi ruach hakodesh, so you never found yourself in a situation. But now that Moshe Rabbeinu was going up to Shemayim, so Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to be here anymore. And right now, who's going to paskin? Now it's going to be a harin. Now it's going to be chor. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells them that now that I'm not here, there's going to be situations where you're not going to know how to give zechanetza. What are you supposed to do? So I'm telling you, Zed Cloud Godel Bedin, me, Baal Dvarim, Yigashalayim, Hamoitzim Mechaveri Olavarai. Says the Chsam Soifer, this Gemara Mesechtis Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chaf Aleph on the base. The Gemara that brings the Pasik, Bikesh Koyheles Limsoi Divrei Chefetz, the Kosov Yoyshe Divrei Emes. Gemara brings the Machloik is Rav and Shmuel. It's not clear which is Rav, which is Shmuel. We have a raid by for Abruva Margolis that is Niflin the Velt. But the bottom line is, the Gemara is not sure which one Rav said, which one Shmuel said, but two different Mahalchim had to understand this Pasik of Bikesh Koyheles Limsoi Divrei Chefetz. One man Amar says, Bikesh Koyheles, referring to Shleim HaMelech, Liyot Kemosha. The other man, Dalmar, said, Meaning, Shloim Melech wanted that when he passed in Shilas, he should be able to pass in Shloim doesn't work that way. Says the Chsam Soifer, in the first shot of Bikash Kaihelis, the Gemara said, Bikash Kaihelis, Leois Kemosha. 
by the second shot, it didn't say Pikachu Kehela Slias Lamaisha. Oh, it's Mustaber that both Pshat and Sai Ram and Shmuel are learning Pikachu Kehela Slias Gemaisha. It's Lafizat's half of a fell. It's a Mafurish Gemara that Maisha then used to pass in that way. Pikachu Kehela, he wanted to be able to dan Shaloi Be'edim Shaloi Batsra. Yotzabasko, Maisha Ben was able to do that. But you can't do that. But that's Pikachu Kehela Slias Gemaisha because that's exactly the way Maisha Rabbeinu passed in the Shilas. Says the Chassam Soifer is the Fizeh Yesh Loimar that the Gemara asked the Kasha that me Baal Dvarim Yigashaleim that's the Makar Tamoitzim Mechaveri Olaveraya. Break the Gemara Lomeli Cross Svaro. It's something that I know me Svaro. And the Gemara says you're right. You have to say Minayin Shein Neskokin El Tevei Tchila. But the Emes is there's Makam to say like this. Aharon was also a great Navi. Chur was also a Navi. Being that Aharon and Chor were both Nevi'im, so Solkadai Tachamina, you could have thought in real time, as this Pasuk is playing itself out, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to pass in Shloi Be'en of Asra. And as a result, there was no need for a Din Muchzik. There was no re- need for Allah of a Moitzimei So maybe Aharon and Chor could have done the same thing. It's Kamash Malon. He says, no, you can't do it. I can do it. But this is not something that you can do. And his lotion is, Ubuzem Yushav Kushis Ashats. Reish Perak Sarshan Nagach the Baruch Pchita. Ula Anal Kamash Malon. Shalayasu Kemoshe. Kashabika Shloima. Shloima Melch wanted to do that also. So that was the Kamash Malon that only Moshe Rabbeinu had a Gerech to do this. But if this is something that you want to do, this is not something that you'd be allowed to do. Sokhtar Samsoyfa Vaita. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu ends up going up for 40 days. But then he goes up for another 40 days. He goes up for another 40 days. He ended up being there for 120 days. When did he come down? He came down on Yom Kippur. Right? That's the day that he came down with the Lucha Shnias. The Pasim says, It was the day after Yom Kippur. Rashi says in Chumash, all of a sudden there's a whole line waiting outside Moshe Rabbeinu. And Yisrael comes out and Yisrael turns to Moshe and he says, Moshe, you're my Adam. I have to look out for you. If I'm not, who will? Novel Tibal, you're going to get worn out. I don't think this is going to work. We have to create a judicial system. Why on that day was there such a tumult? So Pashit, because Moshe Rabbeinu was away for 120 days. So Pashit, why all of a sudden there's such a tumult? But the MS is, it shouldn't have been that way. Because Moshe Rabbeinu stelled back a hand of horse. So what was the issue? Zaktik Sam Soif, you know what the issue was? All those people that were stuck with Muxik and Amoitza Mechavei Oliver Raya for 120 days, they had no Raya. Now Moshe Rabbeinu is back. Oh, Gavaldik, Ruch HaKaitish. Now he'll be able to figure everything else out. And like this, it's going to be Meredith. And he says even more than that. The Pasuk says that when Yisroi comes to Moshe, so what does Moshe say? Ki Yavai Eilai Ha'am. Why are they coming to me? Lidrei Shalikim. And the Ramban Muches. Lidrei Shalikim. What's the Lidrei Shalikim? The Terence says that's why they're all here. Because there was it was Nishadish then, this Indian of Amoitzim Hechavei Olvarayim. And that's why they had to come now. This is the way he learns the Psukim. It's Mavish Hafla Vafela. Again, Veruyin, very much Hadvarim Lamisha. Three Ha'aris on this Chsam Number one, this Chiddish that the Chsam Soifer says, that Moshe Rabbeinu, he paskin, Apiruch HaKadosh is really a Mefurish Zayir HaKadosh. And it's not a kasha why the Chassam Seifer doesn't quote the Zayir HaKadosh for Dailech HaKim But it's Mefurish in the Zayir. The Zayir says like this. The Pasuk says that when Yisroi told Moshe, I don't think this is a good way for you to operate your Geshef. So Moshe Rabbeinu responds very, very lengthy. And he says, Ki yiyeh lohem davar bo elai. So the Zayir Hakadosh is in Parshas Yisrael Daf Ayin Ches Amid Aleph. Ba'im Eilai Loksev. It doesn't say Kiyia Lehem Davar Ba'im. Right? Lohem is rather. So it should have said Ba'im. They, the Lohem, are going to come to me. It doesn't say that. Ela Ba'elai. What does it mean? Da Ruach Kutsha. Dava Asi Legabe. It's referring the Ba'elai is when there was a Din Torah. The Ruach Hakadosh used to come to Moshe. Ubei Haviyada. And through the Ruach HaKodesh, he knew what he had to know. He didn't even have to look. If you look at the Mephoshi Azar, he didn't even need Chochmas Aparzov. Through the Ruach HaKodesh, Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly what he had to know. The Zohar HaKodesh continues. You ready? When people would come to his court, he knew who was right and who was wrong based on his kisa. The throne of Shloimeh, the legendary throne of Shloimeh, it was through that he was able to figure it out. The Ruach Kudsha Shariyole, the Ruach 
Kutsha, it was Ruach HaKadosh, that was literally Shaira on the Kisei of Shleim HaMelech, the Cholm, on the Karvle Kursiye, any person that would come to his throne, the Chilu Ve'emasa Nafalaleh, he would be overwhelmed by Pachad, and because of the Pachad that they would have, that allowed Shleim HaMelech to paskin Shailas without Edom. Begin, did the Yukdin have a Bekursiye? There were certain pictures that were on etched into the Kisei, the Chom and the Mikra Veshikra, any person that would lie, Mikash Keshal Hudiyukna. So, there was a Tzura that would start shaking, the other Shleim Amalkas, this is the greatest lie detector of all time, all of a sudden, this would start shaking, the Veshikra Kaasi, and he knew that he wasn't telling the truth, Begin Kach, a Masa the Kursai, have enough of Al-Kailah, Vekula Ishtakho Zakon Kameh, and like this, Shleim HaMelech never got it wrong, he was always able to pass in the right thing, because of his magical throne. And the Zayar Kaddish continues, that not just Moshe, and not just Shloima, but Malka Meshicha, that the Melech HaMashiach Berecha, he's going to be able to do the same thing, and he's going to be able to do it with his sense of smell. We have Torah from Yedidi, Rabbi Bichomsky, why is it going to be with the Chush Because the Chush is but the bottom line is the Zohar Kodesh says it regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, says it regarding Shloimah HaMelech, and it says it regarding Malka Mashiach as well. In fact, the Zohar fears us. Uklas Elaine, Donu Alma, Belosahadin Vahasra, Shar Bnei Alma, Al Pumsahadin, Al Meimai So Based on what it says in the Torah, Al Pishnai Meidim. But there were three exceptions to the rule of Al Pishnai Meidim. You have Moshe Rabbeinu. You have Shloima Melech, and you have Malka Meshicha. Now, as it relates to what the Chassam Soifer said about Moshe Rabbeinu, it's Mufurish and the Zayar Kaddish. As it relates to what the Chassam Soifer said about Shloima Melech, it's Mufurish, not that way in the Zayar Kaddish, but it's Mufurish and Gemara. It's a Gemara. The Gemara said in Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chafalov on the base, Bikash Kayheles. What did he want? He wanted a Paschal play Eid of Asra, and a Paschal came out and said, It doesn't work that way. But it's coming in Kayach Gemara. But the bottom line is, this Zoyra Kodesh is Mufurish saying the Yisoy of the Chsam Soif, and that is the Moshe Rabbeinu, it was Vatelach Lidrosh, literally Lidrosh Alekim, that coming to hear the Ruach HaKodesh of Moshe, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu himself never needed this din of HaMoitzu Mechaberi Olva Rai. And what was it in the Shadish HaMoitzu Mechaberi Olva Rai? When Moshe Rabbeinu was going off to Shemayim, when he turns to the oil and he says, Mi Balbar, Mi because now you can't do it up in Ruach HaKodesh, so therefore you have to know this din, that to the extent you're going to have a Suffolk, you have to know, Zer Klal Godel HaMoitzu Mechaberi Olva Rai. The second aura is, that what came to mind is a Rambam. Not for now, but just to mention it. The Rambam in Hilchas Hanhedrin, Perach of Dalit, Halacha Aleph, we've spoken about this Rambam several times. The Rambam says, Yesh ledayin lodun dinei mominis al pi advarim she daitoi noita lehen shehem emes vahadavar chazak beliboi shehuke. A dayin has a right to paskin shailas if he thinks that whatever he is thinking right now is the truth. And even if he doesn't have a rival, and then the Raman goes ahead and he gives a whole bunch of the gmois of how this would play itself out. And at the very end of a very long Raman, one of the longest halachas in Raman, at the very end of this halacha, says the Raman, still halacha aleph. So if a dying could just follow his gut, so what's the whole Indian of to aid him? You don't need to aid him, all you need is a gut, right? Because what the Torah meant when it says Alpishnai Maidim is that if two Adam are going to present themselves in front of the Dayan, Yodin Alpi Eidusan, Afalpisha any Yodayan, the MSA Idu Oibeshaka. Then he has a Chiv to listen today. In other words, you don't need Adam to pass in the name ominous. What the Torah means when it says Alpi Shnayim Adam is that in the event that two Adam come, you have an obligation. And then you can't follow your gut anymore. But in terms of needing Adam, you don't need Adam. Yesh Ledayin, Lodun Bedine Mominus, Alpi Advarim Shedaito Noita Lehenshain Emes, Vadover Chazik Beliboy Shehuke. Now we've spoken out Torah from Rabshach and Abiyazri, Sai here in Hilch Sanhedrin, and also it's the last Rabshach in Hilch's Gerishin. He ties this Shita Sarambam into the Rambam Shita with regards to Edus Isha, where the Rambam holds that an Eid Echad that's believed by Edus Isha is not only Neva Midrabonim, which is the Shita of all the Rishonim, but rather is Neva Midai Raisa. And Dvorim Niflon Vatikim, that's the Torah of Rabshach. But Al Kaponim is before that the Rambam holds that a Dayan is able to paskin. If it's Daitoi Noita Loishna Hu Emes, Vadavar Chazak Beliba. I think that was Moshe Rabbeinu's Bezden. 
That's exactly how it worked. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu's daitoy noitol enchein emes v'adavah chazak b'libay. It came through ruach hakodesh. But Mali, if it's ruach hakodesh or if it's stam, your gut is telling you that that's the way it is. It should be gara. At the end of the day, if there's a halacha that you can pass can be named mamidis bechaygavno, so lechayr that would be enough. The only hara I had was is that if you look at the lashon of the zoya, so the lashon of the zoya is uklas ilain donu alma b'loy sahadin v'hasra. Now, where's the Negei Hasra? In Dine Mamedus, you don't need Hasra. So Hasra sounds like he was giving people Malchus, and he was giving people Mises Bezin as well. For that already, you don't have this Rambam here in Hilchus Sanhedrin. But I'll call him as it relates to the Chesam Soifer's Rambam. As the Chesam Soifer's Moitsh Rabbeinu Paskin Galpi Ruach HaKodesh. And as it relates to the Dine Mamedus and the Moitsi Mechavei, all of a riot, the Gechidish, that you can Paskin based on Ruach HaKodesh. I don't know if it's such a Chidish. Because at the end of the day, Mali that um, now it's totally how you understand this Rambam, but we do have a Makkah, we have a Halach in Rambam in Yad Chazoko, which at the very least maybe would be Miyashiv, this very big Kiddush. But there's another art, this is the third and final art. And that is what happened to Torah Leib Shamayim here? Everyone knows that after the story with Rabbi Yezin, Rabbi Yeshua, the Tanrach Noya, Baskal came out and said that the Allah is like Rabbi Yezer. And all the Chachamim said, big deal. They weren't impressed. They said, Ey mashkichem Baskal. We decide what the Allah is. We don't decide in Shamayim. It's based on whatever we think it's supposed to be. That's the way we're machriya halachas. The Gemara says in Megillah, Dafkim and and the word Eila, we learned these are the mitzvahs. There's no Navi that has a right to be Mechadish anything in the Torah after the Torah that was given to us by Moshe Rabbeinu. So if that's the case, and there's a cloud, there's a rule of Torah Loi B'Shamayimhi, then L'Chayra, how is Moshe Rabbeinu able to paskin Shailas? Al Piroch HaKadosh, it's the Chiddush of the Chsam Soifer, it's Mefurish and Zayar HaKadosh. L'Chayra, how is that something that's okay? But I think it's Pashit. Chura, this is a Raya G'doyla, maybe to a Chiddush from the Chidah, in Birke Yosef, and this is in Erechayim, it's in Simen Lamed Beis, it's Siv Dalet, the Chidah says this, with a tremendous harichas, with the Chidah's Mechadish, that even though Torah Leib and you find that Al Novi wasn't allowed to be Mechadish Dinam, etc., etc., but that's only if you be Mechadish HaHalacha. So if Min HaShemayim, you're going to use a baskel to determine the halachic status of a Tanarach Noi or some other halacha, you have a Suffolk Baheres or something of that nature, Al Zen Nemar, Eimashkichem HaBaskel, Torah B'Shamayim, El Yohan Novi he can't come and be Machriya B'Shaylas. However, if there's a Suffolk in Metzius, and what you need is some insight some inside information as it relates to a mitzvah. For that, you don't say Torah Leibush The Chidah says this, but and he brings kama v'kamarayas. I think it's just kedai, just bullet point style. Just just to get a feel for it. There's a Gemara Masech Shabbos Dav Kuf Chesamaralef. The Gemara over there discusses Are you allowed to write fillin on the skin of a kosher fish? So the halach is you only allowed to write fillin on. Something that's mutabafika, something that you're allowed to eat. And that's the Shiloh over there. On Maloy, so he told him, Yovi El Yovi Oimer. So Nachma Yitzchak says, You're asking me? I don't know. Fake El Yovi Oimer. Fake the Gemara. Mayim Yovi El Yovi Oimer. What does that mean? So we read the Gemara, it means, I don't know, what does that mean, right? That's a good kasha. Rashi says, Mayim Yovi El Yovi Oimer. Heter Vesir, ain't Tolui boy. Deloibashamayimi. What kind of answer is that? Ask El Yovi Oimer. El Yovi doesn't have a vote. Because Torah is Leibah Shemayim. And for the Gemara, so the Gemara says, no. What it means is, we're going to ask Eliyahu Anavi, I pasku zua maminei, I loy pasku zua maminei. The Rishonim say that you can't write tefillin on top of something that smells. The smell of the fish was like, they couldn't decide if this is like a bad smell. So we'll ask Eliyahu Anavi, he knows what's considered a bad smell, a good smell. So whatever, he'll be machriya. What's the shock of Italian in the Gemara? The Gemara says you can't ask Eliyahu Anavi. So the Gemara, no, we're not asking him. We're just going to want to know. Again, you're asking him. The Terry says the Gemara thought you're asking him a halacha shayla. Halacha shayla, you can't ask Eliyahu Anavi. Kamash, you're not asking him a halacha shayla. What you're asking him is a metziah shayla. Another Gemara. Brach Islam and Hamad Beis. The Gemara over there discusses wine. The chashivas of wine. Right, wine has a milo that it's it also has a milo that it's soyed. 
right? You drink enough wine, you're not even going to be hungry. So the Gemara says that if that's true, that wine is soed, why don't you bench after wine? So the Gemara says, because people are not kaveh sudan wine. Bread, you kaveh sudan. But being that people are not kaveh sudan wine, so therefore you can't bench on wine. Says the Gemara, let's say someone is kaveh sudan wine, what would be the Allah there? Amalei, so Rava said, when El Yovnavi comes, we'll ask him the Shiloh. But Hashtamiya, in the meantime, we have no choice but to assume Botodaita Eitzel Kalatam. In other words, we'll ask El Yovnavi. El Yovnavi will tell us. He'll let us know whether someone that's Kiveya Suda on wine is considered a Kiveya Suda or it's not considered a Kiveya Suda. Meaning the assumption is like Kavi Inchi Suda Zalav. But what happens if someone is Kiveya? Is that a Kiveya Suda? Is not a Kiveya That's not a. Halacha Shaila says the Chida, that's a Metziah Shaila, and that's why this was something you were allowed to ask. Eliyahu Anavi says, I'm another Gemara, not Shabbos Lamin Hey, Yavam Islamin Hey. The Gemara there is discussing Achoylitz Liavimtai, the first mission of Barak Achoylitz. See, you have Yavam, she's a Shemeris Yavam, right? Man died, left over, no children, he has a wife. So, what's the Halacha? There's a Mitzvah Yibam, but she was a Mubedes. Now, depending on whether this child is going to be born or will be miscarried, Rachman Alitzlan, that will determine whether she ends up falling in the Yibam. What happened? What happened was, while she was in Muberis, the brother went and he did Chalitza. And then the child ended up miscarrying. The question is, Chalitza is Muberis. Shema Chalitza, La Shema Chalitza. Chalitza Rabbi Yochan is one of the three times we pass like Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan holds, Chalitza is Muberis, Shema Chalitza. Bias Muberis, Shema Bias. The one says, my time with Rabbi Yochanan, Iba Yisei Masvara, Iba Yisei Makra. Iba Yisei Masvara, Rabbi Yochanan Tzavar, Rabbi Yochanan Tzavar, Rabbi Yochanan Tzavar, if Eliyahu would come right now and he would say, I'm letting you know this woman, she's going to miscarry. For sure she would be a Shemer Yavim. So even though Eliyahu never came, but good, that this is the way it was. If Eliyahu would come right now and say that she's going to miscarry, why are you so sure? I would say, I'm sorry. Bring Psurus Tavis, but you can't pass Kinshilis. That's something you're allowed to do. I think that would be the halacha. What happened to Torah Leib Shemayimi? The Teretz is, the Teretz is, because this is a Shaila Mitzias. And when it's in Shaila Mitzias, this is the halacha. Another eye, one last raya. He says, he says that the Gemara says in Bava Metziah Daf Gimel Amad Aleph. Right, remember the case of the Mana Shlishi. So we're not going to go into this right now. But what's the halach? Yehi Munachat Sheyavoi Eliyahu. Right. Sometimes we have a Sophic. It's Yachloiku. I'm waiting to have a Yalveraya called Dalum Gavar. Sometimes it's Yehi Munach. What does it mean Yehi Munach? If Eliyahu Navi walks into Bezdin right now and he says, "I'm letting you know, it belongs to him," so it's going to belong to him. So you see in Chishem Mishpat Kufa Yehi Munachat Sheyavoi Eliyahu. When it comes to a Shail of Mitzias Yehi Munach. By the way, if this Chidah sounds familiar, we did mention this Chidah not so long ago. We mentioned it in Masech Kedushin. It was a shtickle fleeting. It was Bederek Agav. We mentioned it with regards to David HaMelech, who was married to Meirav and Michal Bas Shal. So when we went through the raid bites, then we have a raid bite that's called Heilig. That's what you read it, by the way. Not Heilig, Heilig, in case you were wondering. But in the raid bite called Heilig, so we spoke about this Indian. And you had there where Shal first was married to Meirav Bas Shal, and ended up marrying Michal Bashal. What happened? Shaul took his daughter Michal, who David Melech had married, and gave Michal to Palti Ben Laish. And after many, many years, David ended up taking Michal back, and he ended up living with her. Now, the Gemara says, how was Shaul had to do it? Because Shaul thought that Michal wasn't really married to David, because he was a Makadish Manova, Milva Pruta, Daita Milva. David held Milva Pruta, Daita Pruta, spoke out Toysus and Chagig that says maybe this is the first Machloikis ever, but the bottom line is that David Amelech thought he was married, Shaul thought he wasn't married, and because Shaul thought that David had never married Michal, that's why David was able to take Michal and give her over to Palti Ben Laish. Lamais, at the end of the story, David ends up living again with Michal. And the Shoyal asked the Rajba, if you remember, he asked him that how was David allowed to go back to Michal? According to David, he was married to Michal. She was living with Palti Ben Laish. And being that she was living with Palti Ben Laish, she's an Ashes Ish, she's in Baila, and if that's the case, she's also to her husband. 
This is the question the Shoyal asked the Rashba. So the Rashba said, one second, Michal didn't live with Paltim Elayish, everyone else. Sheker Achim, the Hevel Ayoyfi, Ishir, Sashem, Mitasalo, the biggest Madrega ever in this Indian of Yosef Atzadik was Paltim Elayish. Right? Ma'asa, Nart, Scherbe, Noyle, And he said, whoever crosses over the Scherbe, you don't have a Scherbe of that. So they never really lived together. So because they never really lived together, that's why it was okay. But the Rashba said, it's very nice that that's the truth. But how was David supposed to know that? David didn't know that. Palti's not Naman. Michal's not Nemenes. So how was he supposed to know that? Says the Rashba, you want to know how David Melech knew? Yeshlon Uloimar, Kinevim Hoyu be made David, Valpin Novi Asa. He did it, Alpin Novi, to a Nevim in those days, and the Nevim told David, I'm letting you know, Palti and Michal, there was never a beer, and as a result, you're allowed to get married to Michal. Freik the Chida, in this shtickle, it's the same shtickle. Freik the Chida, what do you mean a Novi? Tayyar Lebeshamayim, you're past giving Shiras, and you're going to go now and live with this woman based on what a Novi told you, the terrorist is the Novi is not teaching me a din. The Navi was only coming to teach me the Vitzias. I mean that the Navi was only coming to teach me the Vitzias. So that's why in this instance it was going to be different. But the bottom line is, the Chsam Soifer. Chsam Soifer said that when was it Nishadish, this halacha of Amoitzi Mechaveri, all of Araya, Chassam Soifer says, because up until now, Moshe Rabbeinu was paskining. And Moshe Rabbeinu paskined up in Ruch HaKodesh. And even though the Chassam Soifer doesn't quote it to Zayin. In Parashat Siyasur, the Moshe Rabbeinu used to paskin in that instance. So for Moshe Rabbeinu, in his court, it wasn't necessary, this din, of a Moitzu Mechavei Olverai. Because then if it was a Shosh and Oge or if it was Shnai Moitzu Metalis, or if it was a Machlub Bar Vechamar, or if it was Manashlishi, Ahu Arbe, all the... Gewaltige cases in Shas. Every single case, we knew exactly what the halacha was. Moshe Rabbeinu knew, but now the Moshe Rabbeinu is going to Shemayim for forty days, and Aharon and Chor they're taking over. It's going to be their Yeshev, and they're not allowed to paskin because even though they were also Nevi'im, but Pikesh Koyelas. And even Kayalis wasn't allowed to. It's only Moshe Rabbeinu. So he said, what are you going to do when you're stuck? It's never happened before. It's unprecedented. Mi balvar, mi You have to know that this is the way it's going to be. It's going to be hamoitzi mechavei alavaraya. As mentioned, this was part one. Ezer Hashem tomorrow will be a part two.